Mr. Washington? Yeah, how's your day going? Good. Because the rest of your day is going to be fucked! You just fuck with the wrong motherfucker, asshole! I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you! I got the motherfucking AK, and I'm going to spray every motherfucker from around your way. I got the motherfucking clock, and I'm coming on your motherfucking block. How some fool get my private line? Probably wonder how I got this number, huh? Good morning, Mr. Washington. Yeah, how's your day going? Good. The rest of your day is going to be fucked! And we're back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Air conditioner's on again. It's mad cool in here. Just like you guys. All you guys out there that are listening. You guys are some mad cool cats, man. Hell yeah. Start off with a drink. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Mind of Manson podcast. It's me, your host. You know. Emiliano Manson. You don't know who I am? I don't blame you. Sometimes I don't know who the fuck I am either. Nah. How's everybody doing, man? We on on some late night podcast shit tonight, man. Straight up. But it's cool, though. You gotta do what you gotta do to get this out to my people. Y'all my people. And and I put it down for y'all. I represent y'all. Y'all already know that shit. Y'all already know that shit. This is how we do it here on a daily basis on the Mind of Manson podcast where it goes down every single Monday. Shout out to you guys for listening. I sure do appreciate it. Wherever you guys are listening, you know, whether it be through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Pocket Cast, you know, shout out to Anchor for making all this cool shit happen, y'all. Not to mention everywhere else, you know how we get down. We get down. I'm from, I'm from Colorado. I'm recording this in Colorado. I don't know where you guys are listening, you know, whether it be, you know, New York City, L.A., Vegas, or overseas. Shout out to everybody in Europe and Australia and India. Fuck yeah, man. We got the audience over there. Your boys worldwide with this podcast shit. And this music shit, y'all. For damn sure. For damn sure. So, yeah, man. What's going on with y'all? What's going on with me? I'll tell you what's going on with me. I'm about to take another drink. I've been, uh... I don't really binge watch shit. You guys hear that music? I'm being a mark tonight. Or This is a one in the morning podcast that's being recorded, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening fucking pleasure. And um, I forgot what I was going to fucking say. What was I talking about? Fuck, man. It's already one of them podcasts. Oh, yeah. I don't really binge watch shit, really, because I don't really have the time. 
between podcasts and music and trying to have some sort of fucking social life once a week for a couple hours, nine days a week, 36 hours a day or every 420. I don't know. No, I don't really binge watch shit, but I'm on a sour diesel kick. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people binge watch shows and, you know, they're on a a certain kick. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking, what's it called? Uh, Like, I'm on a Game of Thrones kick or a Breaking Bad kick or a Family Guy kick. You know, I'm on a sour diesel kick lately for like the past two weeks. Wax-wise, wax-wise, wax-wise got me red eyes, yeah. See, that's how you become a famous rapper, guys. You, You make stupid lyrics that don't mean shit. You throw a bunch of auto tune over it. You dye your hair purple and green. You put a bunch of tattoos on your face. You know what I'm saying? Um... The the tattoos on your face gotta look like... Y'all remember Beetle Bailey? We've talked about Beetle Bailey before on the podcast. He's a fucking legend. But when your face tattoos come out looking like Beetle Bailey... I just hope that your hip-hop career works out. Because I wouldn't hire your bitch ass. I wouldn't even hire your bitch ass at McDevil's. Or Murder King. Or Taco Hell, or Kentucky Lie Chicken, or Dairy Queer. I wouldn't hire you at anything. I wouldn't hire you to do fast food. I wouldn't hire you to do housekeeping at a fucking hotel. I wouldn't even hire you to do housekeeping at a ghetto crackhead hotel. I wouldn't even hire you to work in the fucking field in the Papas with the fucking hungover Mexicans, man. That quit their job just to do harvest, bro. I would not hire none of you mumble rappers. So you better hope your 360 deal don't fall through your fucking hands, boy. Because if your 360 deal falls through your hands, I don't know where you're getting a job. I don't know where you're getting a job, little butt pump. Or little... Little Zoloft or Xanax. Zantac 70... Little Zantac 75. I don't know where you fuckers are getting a job. Because I... Any good... Any good red, white, and blue-blooded American wouldn't hire your bitch ass. I know I wouldn't. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We... Hey, this Emiliano Manson guy's tight. I heard he's from Colorado and has a podcast. I heard he's a bitter old bastard, too, and fucking hates on everybody. For real? Because I heard he was going to quit music to fucking be a pro wrestler. For real, that's what you heard? I heard he was going to quit music to try to open up his own restaurant. Nah, I didn't hear that. I heard he was going to quit music just to fucking go off the grid and live in the fucking mountains under an alias. My government name, Pedro de Pacas. Yup, that's what it is. Pedro de fucking Pacas, ladies and gentlemen. That's my government name. So when you see me in public and you don't feel comfortable saying Emiliano Manson because you can't say Emiliano, 
Because a lot of my white fans out there, I, I love my white fans. I love all my fans of all races, you know, from black, white, brown, you know, green, fucking purple, you know what I'm saying? Fucking shout out to all my turquoise, skin colored motherfuckers out there, you know what I'm saying? All you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. The moral of the story is just be nice to one another, y'all. That's what you guys got to do. Y'all see this uh, bottle cap challenge that everybody's doing? It's tight. I'm glad somebody's trying to do a a back-turning kick. When I seen it first, I was like, that's pretty dope. Then everybody started doing it. Then everybody started doing it. <clears throat> so far, the two dopest bottle cap challenges I've seen is uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill. He uh, he put one up on a... Uh, on one of his pay on one of his social media pages, and it was a guy kicking the fucking lid off of a fucking jar full of pot. So that was sick. Another one is uh, y'all know who Bexy is? He's a dope fucking rapper, but that motherfucker look weird as fuck with that haircut. Uh, but um, when Bexy did it, he went to kick it, and then he got a fucking bat and just broke the whole bottle of vodka. Yeah. Here's what I want. Here's what I want y'all to do, though. I want y'all to do a triple bottle cap challenge since y'all so badass can and can turn around and do one kick. Have them do it at shin level, waist level, and face level. Spin around three times. Come on, guys. If Walker, Texas Ranger can do it, any one of you sons of bitches can do it. Your uncle Manson believes in you. Uncle Manson believes in you. Um, I just wonder what the next challenge is going to be. Y'all know we have a stupid trend, stupid challenge, like every other fucking, what, three, four months? You know what I'm saying? You know, what else is going on in the world of entertainment? Um, I'm not up on it a lot, but I know there's a lot of people getting traded and a lot of fucking big money getting thrown around in the fucking NBA. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, I don't know, guys. I cannot talk about pop culture because I don't give a fucking two fucks, three shits, and one damn about it. If you guys know where that came from, shout out to you and Frida SP. Free, free to SP Mex if you know what the fuck I just said. Because that was a lyric to a classic hip-hop song. Listen to this, guys. That is the song Medicine Bottle off my new album, Red Rum, which is out now, streaming on all major platforms, wherever you get your fucking $10 a month, or your fucking new account after new account after new account. 
the album's out. Emiliano Manson, E-M-I-L-L-I-A-N-O-M-A-N-S-Y-N. The album's called Red Rum, motherfuckers. Go listen to it. It's fucking dope. Um, plain and simple, what I had you listen to, the song's called Red Rum. I mean, the album's called Red Rum. This song is called Medicine Bottle. Go back and listen to the podcast, breaking down my album, Red Rum. But I'm going to give you guys a quick sidebar story, and then we'll get back into the pop culture thing. Listen. Alright, so what happened is one day I was driving home from work, and a fucking state patrol had his brights on behind me, fucking tailing me. And then he fucking lit me up, pulled me over, he got up to the window, and out of respect, I told him, officer, I'm a medical marijuana patient, and I have marijuana in the car, and at the time, it was called Red Card. In Colorado, in the early 2000s, late 2000s, it was a red card. Like, it looked like a fucking, it looked like a check. It looked like a check. Like, it was a, like your medical marijuana license was like this big fucking red and white notarized fucking, it looked like a, like envelope size. It was fucking huge. For those of you who had a fucking red card in Colorado, you'll know what I'm talking about and how long ago this was. So, he checked the red card out. It was all legit. Um, I'm one of the Hispanics in the Valley that, you know, my name didn't come up when he read it. And, um, you know, clean record, clean driving record, no fucking fucked up criminal history and shit. None of that. So... All he had a problem with was me having some marijuana. So he goes, do you mind if I see your marijuana? And I opened the glove box and I handed him the fucking little medicine bottle. And this fucking cop opened the medicine bottle. And this was at night too. There's a flashlight. He put his flashlight in the bottle. Looked at my weed. Smelled my weed put the cap back on and handed me back my jar of weed with the most pissed off look on his face and he goes here's your weed back sir thank you sir yeah that's where that song came from I wanted to talk about pop culture y'all but I don't really give a fuck about it I, I don't you know like I don't you know I didn't I don't know I'm, you know, I, I smoke weed and fucking work out and fucking watch a lot of pro wrestling. Write a lot of dope music and I make fucking dope podcasts for y'all. I don't really get into pop culture and shit. You know, if there's a dope concert that's coming around, I'll fucking go to it. You know, if no matter who it is, if wrestling comes around, I'll go to it, you know. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited that WWE is finally getting their shit together after their fucking shitty ratings. Um, 
fucking 20 years ago, these motherfuckers had 10 million people watching them on a Monday night. Now they could barely get 1 million people watching them on a Monday night. But Vince McMahon got his head out of his motherfucking ass and hired Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Then you got the guys from AEW who are going to be on TNT in October. It's all about money, ladies and gentlemen. The money that's getting thrown around in pro wrestling is the same amount of money that's getting thrown around in the NBA. Is the same amount of money getting thrown in the fucking UFC. Is the same amount of money getting thrown in the NFL. Any major sporting event. I don't care if you like pro wrestling or hate it. It's fake. It's fucking predetermined. I don't give a shit. It's There's too much money involved. When there's motherfuckers starving and shit. You know what I'm saying? Garth Brooks with your $800,000 fucking concert tickets. Motherfucker. Nah. Y'all remember when Kid Rock did the fucking cheap date tour? When he took a fucking... Him and his crew took a pay cut so everybody can have a good fucking time. At one time, Kid Rock... um, He went on a tour and called it the cheap date tour and what that was is all tickets were 20 bucks not and this was an amphitheater tour so all tickets were 20 bucks not just the lawn all tickets were 20 bucks all beer was like six bucks and water was a dollar he was giving back to the fans you know we we need a lot more of that you know what i'm saying what we need is anybody else with me they got the fucking download fest and the fucking AM rock ring and the motherfucking grass pop and all that fucking shit. When are these? We need something like that in America, man. Not just fucking Rocklahoma and Rock on the Range, man. I'm seeing these fucking metal festival lineups that fuck like fucking download and and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Why can't America get some fucking dope shit like that, y'all? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got mad at me for starting mosh pits. And one time, I was opening up for Boondocks. Shout out Boondocks. And the promoter got mad because I started the wall of death and some fucking little emo looking kid got hurt. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry that me and fucking St. Chris spilled beer all over your equipment last time acting like Stone Cold Steve Austin. What you think we gonna do? Just spend two, three hundred dollars up in this son of a bitch for 15 minutes. I'd have stomp a mud hole in you and walk the son bitch dry. What? It's because we stole the show and it was your fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Be fucking happy. Be happy. That's what you got to do is be happy. You can't be a little fucking... You can't be a little fucking puto and cry about it in the fucking corner. With your tail between your legs. Like a neutered dog that's scared of fireworks. That's what you remind me of. Most of you concert promoters anyway. You know what I'm saying? 
most of you concert promoters anyway, not all of you, some of you, like 99.9999999999999% of you motherfuckers are like that. And that's not cool. You know, you guys ain't, you know, you guys ain't, you guys ain't cool like, you guys ain't cool like the Fonz. You know what I'm saying? You guys ain't cool like Danny from fucking Greece. You guys ain't cool like fucking Gomer Pyle. You motherfucker, that's what. As a matter of fact, most concert promoters think they're Danny from Greece. They think. They think they're fucking hot shot, but in, in the reality, they're Barney Five and Gomer Pyle. And they're about as short as Opie, too. <laughs> nah, but it's not cool. You know, it's, it's not cool to bring a national touring artist that was hot 15 years ago, that was fucking popping on the charts 15 years ago. It's, it's not cool to, you know, to charge 25 opening acts hundreds and hundreds of dollars for 15 minutes just to have their poor set cut down to only 10 po-loco artists, po-loco or po-taylor, po-taylor. It frustrates me, guys. It fucking frustrates me. I see a lot of local out artists out there, a lot of local from every genre, hip-hop, country, rock, even, there's a couple of fucking pop singers and R&B singers out there, which is mad potential, but the quality of their music sucks, but they're always opening up for these artists, I say this too much, y'all, like, and the reason I say it and keep bugging y'all about it is because I care about y'all, your Uncle Manson fucking cares about y'all, do you understand, I care about y'all. That's why I tell you, that's why I tell you guys to wipe front to back, wash your hands, brush your teeth, and drink plenty of water. If I didn't care about y'all, I wouldn't be telling y'all this shit. I wouldn't be telling you guys this. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man, but on some real motherfucking shit, let's get into the fucking topic. Well, I guess it's not really a topic, really. It's more of a segment. It's a new segment ski of the podcast. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel me? You feel me? I know you feel me. You guys know what I go through. You, I know what you guys go through. We in this together. We on the same page. You guys know this. You guys understand this. All fucking thousands and thousands of you who fucking listen to this shit. I appreciate that, y'all, by the way. I really do. I really do. Um, I got to a point in my life where I was sick and tired of listening to the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? I felt a snap coming on. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you know what I was talking about, that fucking snap. I felt that coming on, but I stopped because of Cottonmouth. So you guys can thank Cottonmouth that this is a snapless free episode, that this is a snap free episode for now. 
we're 25 minutes into this podcast and so far it is we're not having a snap i hope i don't have to have one so down the road down the road when this next segment kicks in when this next segment kicks in i hope i don't i hope i don't let you let y'all listeners down by having a snap moment you know what i'm saying for you for you new listeners sometimes i snap go back and listen go back into the archives i like saying that go back into the archives and see how i snap how i like to snap but anyway um yeah i got sick of listening to the same music over and over and you know even even if it wasn't the same thing over and over, it just felt like the same thing over and over. Even if it was somebody I never even heard, I was just like, oh, fuck. So I started listening to podcast, 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 podcast. And, you know, I listened to a lot of pro wrestling podcasts, a lot of, you know, business podcasts, a lot of, you know, hip hop podcasts, MMA podcasts conspiracy theory horror story type of fucking podcast I was like ah fuck I'm a cool guy I got a lot to say I got a fucking big mouth I should just start a podcast well what are you gonna talk about whatever the fuck I want what if you offend somebody? I don't give a shit. What if somebody don't like what you're talking about? Then don't listen, puto. Plain and simple. So, I did the research on how to do a podcast. And like everybody else that's starting a fucking podcast, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. You just hit record and start talking shit. And sometimes the stuff you talk about means something. Sometimes the stuff you talk about ain't about you. Sometimes the stuff you talk about happened a long time ago. Sometimes the stuff you talk about can help somebody else. And sometimes the stuff you're talking don't mean shit. At all. Don't mean it at all. But. I stuck with it. And was blessed enough and fortunate enough to fucking get it distributed on a fucking handful of different platforms which uh let you find wonderful people around the world listen to it so we 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 going to keep this going strong ladies and gentlemen you know They know. That person over there knows too. And you, the one listening to this, you know too. You know exactly what's going on. I keep saying this. We're on the same page. Or at least I think we are. Nah. But anyway. Faithful listeners to the Mind of Manson podcast. New listeners to the Mind of Manson podcast. I'm about to introduce you to a new segment. That we're going to have once in a while on this podcast. What this segment is called. 
It's called the breakdown. And what the breakdown is, is I'm either going to do it alone, like I am right now, or I'm going to have a guest with me or a couple guests. What we're going to do is we're going to break down what I feel is an important classic album that has substance that left a mark on this fucking earth. Do you know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm saying. Basically, an album review of an album. And it could be <clears throat> not all just classic albums. It could be, you know, brand new shit as well. As long as the vibe is good and as long as the artist is dope and as long as it's making a fucking mark. Can you guys believe it? I don't have sparkling water this time. Fucking protein. But, um... You guys are going to enjoy it. I'm excited. I'm excited as fuck to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I am totally excited. You know why I'm excited? Because we are going to do... The first album... On the breakdown... Is definitely... Classic. Um, it's an album that definitely means a lot to me. It helped me turn me into the artist that I am today. Um, which, which I've been told is a pretty, pretty darn good, a pretty gosh darn good one. You know, I don't suck or anything like that little Dave guy. <laughs> if you know, you know. You, if you heard the last episode, I think it was the last one. If you know, you know. But ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I got to keep clearing my throat. We are doing Kid Rock, 1998, Devil Without a Cause album. Ladies and gentlemen, this album, it blew my mind and I guarantee it blew a lot of other minds because it is a diamond album, which we will get into here in a second. So, for those of you who are not familiar with what I'm talking about right now, let me put you on, son. Let me put you on, son. You know what I'm saying? This is how we gonna do it. I'm gonna let you guys know. Here we go, y'all. Methadone clinics. Fuck yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, Devil Without a Cause is the fourth studio album by Kid Rock. Y'all know who Kid Rock is. If you don't, do your research. Hella dope, hella dope artist. <clears throat> Devil Without a Cause is the fourth studio album by Kid Rock released on August 18th, 1998, the album saw Kid Rock continuing to develop his sound, moving away from predominantly, you know, the predominantly hip-hop sound that he used to do, you know, like, what is it, Grit Sandwiches for Breakfast? Fuck yeah. You know, this, this album gave him more of like, you know, like rap rock type of shit, kind of like what Cypress Hill was doing. You know what I'm saying? And it also gave him, you know, the, the redneck pimp persona but 
1998, August 18th. Here's what I like. According to Wikipedia, it says it was recorded September 1997 to July 1998. That is a solid studio session. You guys want to know why music like this album fucking stands the test of time? Shit's timeless. Classic. Because from September 97 to July 98 is how long he was writing and recording this whole album. Nowadays, a lot of people could put an album out in a day. You know, if you know if you don't got a job and and your baby mama sell dope and do hair all at the same house, you got all day to record. You got all day to put a whole album on SoundCloud that sounds like shit. But hey, you called it an album. No. This is back when albums were albums, y'all. Do y'all remember the artwork? Do y'all remember the credits? Do you remember the thank yous? Do you remember when they put the lyrics in the booklet? Yeah, you you little young you, you little youngsters don't know no 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 nothing about that, do you? If I hand you a CD right now, you'd be like, what the fuck do you want me to do with this, Grandpa? And I'd be like, study it, you little shit. No. But that's that's solid. Because I remember back in the day when somebody would come out with a new album, it'd be like two, three years until they got a new album. There's still a lot of people that do that shit. You know what I'm saying? There's still mad people that do that shit. You know? Um... We get a new album from Kid Rock every few years, Eminem every few years, Tech Nine every few years, Death Punch every few years. You know, all the greats. Because they're still on this old school shit, this old mentality. You know what I'm saying? Now these poor little mumble rap kids, they record like 13 songs and the label only lets them release one song like every three months, which is bullshit. I don't know, it's not the same as it used to be. But just know that that's a solid session from September 97 to July 98. That's solid right there, y'all. I remember this video. The, the Bob with the Bob video blew my mind, too. Where Twisted Brown Trucker Band is just walking through the trailer park with Joe C in the middle with a fucking pimp hat on. And the little girl closes her eyes and she's got like Kid Rock like written in dry blood on her eyelids. But I remember this shit too. I remember when Kid Rock performed on Monday Night Raw. That shit was sick too. But anyway, the album dropped August 98. It was recorded September 97 to July 98. So they actually put that out fast. July, August. They actually put that shit out fast, y'all. Anyway, the genre was, was, uh, y'all gotta forgive me, I had some sour diesel wax a little bit before I started recording this, shh, don't tell the government, like they don't know every fucking move we make, you know what I'm saying, that's right, that's why I put, that's why I put electrical tape, on every single smart camera device thingamafucking jig what jig of what jig of who 
Anyway, the length of this album is 71 minutes and 12 fucking seconds. And the label it was released on was, oh man, Atlantic. Atlantic, Atlantic Records, Lava, and Top Dog, which I believe is, uh, Top Dog is, I think, I believe that's Kid Rock's label, but anyway, produced by Kid Rock and John Travis, so, this isn't, this is a dope album, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Uh, says here that the songwriting process was guided by the new melodic sensibility created by the introduction of the DJ Uncle Cracker back when he joined the Twisted Brown Trucker Band. Kid Rock sought to record a rock and roll rap album, Devil's Devil Without a Cause, was major commercial success. Spurred by popularity by the single Ball with the Ball, the album sold 14 million copies and was certified platinum 11 times. 11 times! I'm going platinum! I mean, hey man, that's fucking sick. You know. And it says here that it received critical acclaim for the way it mixes it mixed the genre sounds. You know what I'm saying? It says here in 1997, Jason Flom head of Atlantic Records attended one of Kid Rock's performances, met with Kid Rock, who later gave him a demo containing the song, uh, the song Somebody's Gotta Feel This, and I Got One For You, which led to Kid Rock getting a deal with Atlantic Records. My bad, sorry, sorry. Shitty things happen when you mention Atlantic Records. Sorry, sorry. But anyway, it was on and popping. I was on and cracking. But here's what I like, y'all. The album was recorded at the White Room in Detroit and mixed at the... Uh, and mixed at the... <laughs> the album was recorded at the White Room in Detroit and mixed at the Mix Room in Los Angeles. I don't know why that was so hard to say just now, but fucking A. Anyway. <laughs> fucking that's some tongue-twisting shit right there, man. But... Fire It Up and uh, I Am The Bull God came from an earlier album. Uh, Early Morning Stone Pimp is where those two songs came from. They just happened to make it on Devil Without A Cause, which I believe some of y'all don't know, which I believe is true. There's rumoring innuendo that the only songs on 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying that were recorded with like the Dre budget was like the hit singles that 50 pretty much had that album ready to go put out on his own and then happened to get signed you know so that's what happened with this with Fire It Up um and I Am The Bull God I Am Free and I Feel anyway this is what's this is what's so sick because these two albums mean so much to me they're one of the main reasons I am the way I am with this music shit. But can you believe that when Kid Rock was recording this album, Devil Without a Cause, Eminem was mixing the Slim Shady LP at the same fucking studio. You know. 
And it says here, you know, Kid Rock and Eminem being friends, Kid Rock asked him to record Scratching for Eminem's My Fault. This is my fault, my fault. Went to John's rave with Ron and Dave. Met the wave blonde babe with tap of her head shaved. The nurse said who came to get laid and tied up. Fucking, what's her name of the song? Susan, the next heroin addict, would just stop using. Well, it depends on how many you had. I took three. She ate the other 22 caps. Crying out her eyeballs, drinking Lysol. She's gonna die, dude. I know, and it's my fault. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Fuck yeah. My fault. Anyway, uh, the scratches on that that fucking track came from Kid Rock, so that is so fucking sick. What kind of protein do you motherfuckers drink? I'd tell you, but I'm not sponsored by them, so fuck them. Even though I buy their shit. But let me know. What what, what y'all what y'all do? What, what do you guys do for your workout? What do you guys do for pre-workout? I don't do no pre-workout. I don't want nothing to do with no caffeine. Um... Nine, eleven times platinum. Yo, man. Fucking. I'm trying. The reason it got so blank and the reason, like, I kind of, like, fucking stopped talking a little bit is because I was trying not to let this turn into, like, a fucking stoned-ass rant. Or you got, you guys know how I get. <laughs> you know. You know. Ah, oh, shit, rest in peace to Josie. Small as ass. I'm gonna fucking not listen to that part where he says he's down with the devil because fuck that shit. I ain't into that shit. If you are, good for you. Whatever floats your boat, sissy. Anyway. 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 That's fucking annoying, isn't it? Because I'm annoying the fuck out of my motherfucking self. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Straight up. No matter what. No matter what. I don't really care. I don't really care. Sorry. I get carried away sometimes, y'all. I look at, I look myself in the mirror, and I just start saying, saying mean and hurtful things to myself, to make myself feel better. Because all, all I ever did was, nah, I'm just fucking around with y'all, man. I'm just motherfucking around with y'all. We gonna get into the chart position, y'all. Now, for those of you who don't know, the charts are one of the most important things. Um, back then, anyway, nowadays it's just how these mumble rappers get these labels paid with a 360 degree deal. <laughs> oh boy, come on down to a major record label where we can make all of your dreams come true. Sign up, sign your soul away. 
we will give you one million dollars and let you take fifty thousand of it and when you create the most beautiful work you've ever created in your life we are never ever ever gonna let you own it you're gonna have to get a couple of face tattoos and do a couple of a couple of weird weird things that we will videotape and blackmail you if you try to get out of this in return, you will be famous. So come on down to a major record deal. Signing your soul and not knowing it is not prohibited by the major record company of this. I am so fucking blasted right now. I can't believe I just did that. You guys are what? You're welcome. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. You're welcome. I didn't have to do that. But I did it. Why? Because I care about giving you guys good content. And I'm one cool son of a bitch for doing it. Damn. Damn, son. Fucking Manson. You're a cool guy, bro. I don't care what everybody else says about you. You're a pretty cool guy. Don't let nobody tell you different. Aw, oh, gee whiz. Thanks, Camp Counselor David. By the way, there's a little kid drowning in that lake over there. Instead of giving me the pep talk on how to wash the pots and pans, maybe you should go uh, save Jason. Yeah, the little Voorhees kid's over there fucking drowning, and you're over here talking to me about scraping gravy off pots and pans, puto. It's going to be funny if he comes back as a serial killer. Can you imagine that shit? Nah, y'all, but the charts... If you can, If you can make it on the charts... That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Plain and simple right there, y'all. <laughs> I mean, the charts, they not a big, uh, they not a big deal nowadays. Back then they were because that's fucking first place right there. You know what I mean? That's first place right there is the charts. You know, nowadays singles become platinum, like, but you don't have a platinum album because you're a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? That's all that means is you're a little bitch. Now, nah, but the charts, it charted uh, number 79 in Australia, number 28 in Austria, 17 in Canada, 82 in Germany, New Zealand 14, fucking ouch, the UK fucking must hate Kid Rock, because that was number 172 out of 200, and US Billboard, um, it stayed at number 4, of course it went to number 1, but after, and even after that, it, it its peak position was number 15, y'all, and... You know, in Canada, you know, 400,000. But in America, 11 million. That's a diamond album, ladies and gentlemen. Um, like 50,000, I think, is silver. 500,000 is gold. 1 million is platinum. And um, 1 million is platinum. And diamond is 10 million. 
So this sold this sold over 10 million physical copies. Not streams, not downloads. That shit did not fucking exist. You dig? Streams? And and this little you know you fuckers pay 10 bucks a month for music subscriptions? That didn't exist. You used to have to take your ass to the record store. You used to take your ass to the record store on a Tuesday because that's when the albums came out and you had to fucking pay for that shit. So think about it. This motherfucker sold 11 million physical copies. It is a it is considered by the RIAA as a diamond hip hop album. I think the only other diamond hip hop albums out there is Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, Tupac's. It's either All Eyes on Me or Greatest Hits. I can't remember. We're going to do a podcast on Diamond Albums, though, y'all. But this is. This is an amazing album for it to go Diamond. You know what I'm saying? Just holy shit. And sometimes what people forget is they, they see Kid Rock nowadays as the uh, the old country guy that, you know, does all the Donald Trump supporting shit, which I don't really give a fuck about. But you you almost forget how dope of a lyricist he is. You know what I'm saying? I remember on the actual physical CD, it was a middle finger. With the big old Detroit um, ring on. With the big D on it. But yeah, man. Um, and the dude is amazing live too, man. The dude is amazing live. Um, I saw him twice. I uh, got to see him with Cheryl Crow and Albuquerque on the, uh, the Born Free Tour. 2011, I believe that was. That was sick. That's when he had the uh, wooden bar stage with the the big bullhorns on it and the two stripper poles. And then I saw him again for the uh, American Rock and Roll Tour. He had a thousand horses with him. That one was in Denver. I was so fucking pissed because a thousand horses was cool. I dig their music and they put on a hell of a show. But when he did the second leg, fucking Kid Rock took Brantley Gilbert and Wheeler Walker Jr. out with him, man. I wanted to see Wheeler Walker Jr. so bad, but that motherfucker just said, fuck y'all, and he disappeared. If anybody knows what Wheeler Walker Jr. is, man, tell him we need him. We went through this whole fucking Old Town Road Little Nas bullshit without Wheeler. We could have used Wheeler Walker so fucking bad right now, man. If this podcast ever gets to you, Wheeler, we need you back, motherfucker. Shit, Shit has not been the same. It has not been the same since you've been gone. I don't blame you for leaving. Because I'll probably drop one more album and fucking leave too. Nah, man. Nah, but uh, there's a, you know, Kid Rock reps Detroit like a motherfucker, man. Uh, Kid Rock and Tech 9 rep their cities like a motherfucker. Those are the only two I've seen. I've seen a lot of people live. But those are the only ones that just represent the shit out of where they're from. And that's dope as fuck. You know. And what's dope is he went and he played every single 
instrument on stage. And then he ended it. No, he didn't end it. He almost ended it with uh, Cat Scatch Fever by Uncle Ted on the drum set, on the big kit. And then he finished it off. I mentioned this in the last podcast as some of the most og gangster shit I've ever seen. Um, hopped on the turntable scratching with a fucking big fifth of Jim Beam on the other turntable spinning around fucking smoking a doobie, a doobski. You know, but this album right here is kind of, it's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Just like your baby mamas. All over the place. You know what I'm saying? Baby mamas, don't get mad at me. I already heard what you had to say about my verse on my fucking new single. I already apologized. I apologize for fucking calling y'all that. I apologize for the Walmart drinking game. I know a lot of, you know, fellas don't make a mixed drink. Take it to Walmart and walk around. And every time you see a chola in pajama pants, take a drink so you get drunk faster. Don't do that. I apologized. But if the shoe fits, put the word. Nah. And that goes for dudes too. Some of you dudes are fucking dirty motherfuckers. Grimy motherfuckers. Just like I said in the beginning. With the mumble rappers. I wouldn't hire you. To do shit. Can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. I don't know where that came from, y'all. Something happens when you get an, a high 80% sour diesel terpy jelly stinky fucking thing and you put a torch to a fucking piece of glass and, you know, you just happen to inhale what comes out of it. You start fucking trying to beatbox or do whatever that shit was. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't know. You know, I'm just sitting here wasting time. I'm smoking. Nah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nah, but uh, let's see. Ba with the Ba, man, is one of the ones that that started it for me with this music shit. A lot of good memories to that shit. Fucking only 10 years old when this album came out, man. So, you know, I was probably trying to start fires or trying to find somebody to buy liquor. Um, trying to find somebody to buy pot from. I don't know. Whatever 10-year-olds do. You know what I'm saying? The, the song Cowboy I really liked because it was really the first time um, first time I heard it, um, the first time I heard it, I really liked it because I, like, y'all already know me, um, 
Country means a lot to me. Hip-hop means a lot to me. Back then in 1998, there wasn't that much of this hip-hop bullshit that there was. So it was fucking refreshing to hear somebody who can actually spit over like a country blues western type of instrumental. You know what I mean? Uh, the song Devil Without a Cause. What I'm doing right now, y'all, if y'all ain't paying attention, I'm just going down the track list and then letting y'all know if I got a memory to one or not. You know what I'm saying? Devil Without a Cause kind of scared the shit out of me at 10 years old just because of the way the fucking synth kicks in. I don't sound nothing like it. And, you know you knew that I was coming because you heard my name. Just sounds so damn devilish. I'm the Bull God. Um, I used to listen to that before I did fucking Taekwondo tournaments and shit to like get hyped up and shit. I'm the Bull God is it's been a fucking jam of mine for a long time. I always used to think too that'd be a one hell of a dope fucking pro wrestling song to walk out to. You know what I mean? I got one for you. Got one for you. Just this whole album, y'all. Just this whole album, you know. Roving Gangster. Wasting Time. Welcome to the Party. Those are all bike riding tunes. You know what I'm saying? What you know about finding fucking four AA batteries to put in your Walkman and put in your backpack and ride to school? You know what I'm saying? What you know about trying to make it to point A to point B within these three songs to beat your record? You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody's got to feel this is another, another one. Fist of Rage is another one. I like how he actually mixes those two live. He mixes Fist of Rage, Somebody's Gotta Feel This, and I Am the Bull God all in one at his shows. It's sick. It's real sick. You know what I mean? This is back when... Do y'all remember the TRL days? I was just talking to somebody about this earlier today. Y'all remember the TRL days? Fuck. Damn, that was the good shit. When you could have fucking Eminem, Kid Rock, Marilyn Manson, Korn, Limp Biscuit, Mary J. Blige, TLC, Matchbox 20, all on the same countdown. You know, even I wasn't a fan of the fucking pop shit. They still had fucking, like, Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. That's some iconic shit. I mean, they have a fucking commercial out with Chance the Rapper about chips. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, damn, that was it. Yeah. I don't know, y'all. Just, this is timeless shit. You guys got to understand, this is timeless, timeless shit going on right here. This is timeless. 
you know what I mean? Just, oh man, just, you know, this album made a fucking impact of what you guys need to, that's the whole point I'm trying to get across to y'all, is that this album left one hell of an impact, because this video took all over back when they used to play videos, MTV, VH1, see, listen to this shit. I mean, come on, y'all. That that's some bars right there. <laughs> but I remember the the Video Music Awards '99. Um, when he came out and he performed with Run DMC and Aerosmith, that's some classic shit. That's some classic shit right there. I remember when he also did the uh, MTV Movie Awards and he performed "Ba with the Ba." With the Twisted Brown Trucker Band and Joe C, and he had the two, he had the two strippers on the pole, and the drummer was on a big ass like lava rock that said Kid Rock on it in big red letters and shit. That was a dope performance. That was also the same year, if y'all remember, that Will Smith did Wild Wild West. Remember that movie? And that's when Will Smith performed the song Wild Wild West with Stevie Wonder and they forgot to fucking take poor Stevie off the stage and he they just left his they just left him sitting up there. Um old shit. Old shit. You know, but if you go back and you listen to Kid Rock's earlier stuff prior to Devil Without a Cause, you will definitely see that it is Nothing like the previous shit. You know what I'm saying? Just the fact that he, like... Like, took it up another notch. Took it up another level. And actually had... Atlantic Records. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, I told you guys, shitty things happen when you mention Atlantic Records. I don't know why. It's not like I've fucking... It's not like I've talked to these people or had experiences with them or had a fucking... It's not like I've Skyped fucking... Had a Skype meeting with with these people. You know what I mean? It's just it's just rumor... It's just rumoring innuendo that I've heard. You know? It's just... Things I read on social media. You know, just certain things. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Your punk ass is scared to pull it. And I know it. Pay back on that ass. Bet I'd be blowing. I'd be a pretty cool hype man. Pretty much. I'm a festering. Strange. And if you notice, the next album after Devil Without a Cause that came out was, I think, 2001, was cocky. It sounds nothing like this. That's how you know it's a good artist. Because yeah, the, the next album shouldn't sound like the last album. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it shouldn't. If it does sound like the last album, your favorite album... See what I mean? See what it's fucking marijuana... Not only does it cure fucking, not only does it cure sickness and disease, but it gives you cotton mouth and makes your tongue twisty. You know what I'm saying? 
also didn't really agree with how much auto-tune Wikipedia said that's on this song, Only God Knows Why. There's only a little bit, but it's mostly talk box towards the end. Because I've seen him do it twice, fuckers. You know what I mean? But this is more vocorder style than auto-tune, I would say. There's... They're the same, but different. Just like Tommy Chunk said. It's kind of... Hey, wait, when you, when you were singing that, I wrote another tune. Oh, really? What is it? It's, it's kind of the same, but different. You know, it's... You know, it's kind of the same, but different. You know what I mean? But how do you go from a fist of rage, rapping your ass off, to only God knows why? This is iconic shit, y'all. We just talked about an iconic album. And we just broke it down. You know? We broke down how long the studio session was. How long the fucking recognition this fucking album got. Holy shit. You know, this... I'm pretty happy with the breakdown, y'all. You know... This breakdown turned out fucking hella sick. Hella sick. And when your walls come tumbling down. The next breakdown, we're gonna have a guest though. See, listen. See, that part was a talk box. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, just you know, people forget the mark that Kid Rock left on hip hop. Because nowadays, when you think of Kid Rock, you think of the golf playing Trump supporter. You know, the all summer long guy. Oh, that's the guy that sings all summer long. Yeah, did you also know that this motherfucker is one of the original Detroit MCs? Go back to old Insane Clown Posse interviews. Go back to old old Eminem interviews. They said there's only two rappers in Detroit putting it on back in the day. Late 80s, early 90s. Early 90s for sure. I said that's Isham and Kid Rock. Kid Rock is a hip-hop legend. With a certified diamond hip-hop album. In my opinion, one of the greatest fucking performers I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of fucking people. A lot of fucking amazing bands. Fucking, I went through a couple concert lists. Hell, we just did the Double Down Tour review, ladies and gentlemen, where I reviewed Eric Church's Double Down Tour for two nights in a row. But, you know, Kid Rock is definitely up there. He's definitely up there with the same energy as as, as the Slipknots, the Tech Nines. 
the Jason Aldeans. Yeah, that's right. I said Jason Aldean. Take your ass to Jason Aldean's show and see if it's not like exactly like a fucking metal show. I don't know how the motherfucker does it. He's a country artist, but the motherfucker puts on a heavy metal show. I don't know how he does it, but it's fucking dope. The kid rocks up there, y'all, with, with the corns and... You know what I'm saying? The system of a downs. He's fucking up there with energy. When a motherfucker touches the stage, you know it's on and cracking. You know, I I really liked the uh, the intro to the American Rock and Roll Tour that he did. Um, he had a big, you know, the the drop curtain. You know, the drop curtain. The big white curtain, except the he had a fuck tank on it. And he kept going to full to empty, full to empty, playing some classic shit. And, um, you know, just back and forth playing some classic shit. And then the curtain finally dropped. First song he did was The Greatest Show on Earth. And during the middle of Greatest Show on Earth, this little fucker came out in a butler outfit with a fucking joint on a platter. Kid Rock goes, come on, Colorado, I know where the fuck I'm at. Lit that motherfucker up. It's dope. You know, I just want y'all to remember how important this dude is to actually hip-hop. And a lot of people are going to get pissed. Why? Because he's white? I bet it pisses y'all off that two white rappers have certified diamond albums. Robert Ritchie and Marshall Mathers. Bet that pisses some of y'all off. You know what I mean? I bet it pisses some of y'all off that little Rob can out fucking rap some of you fucking black MC rappers. You know what I'm saying? You know? You know, that pisses y'all off to know that fucking people like little Rob can fucking hang with some of the best MCs. Pisses y'all off that Eminem is considered one of the greatest, or if not the greatest, fucking rapper alive. Ooh, I know that pisses y'all off. Not y'all, but like like Chris Tucker said, not y'all, y'all, y'all. Gotta say it with some soul, y'all, 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 y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. During this whole podcast, ladies and gentlemen, this this late night fucking one in the morning podcast, um, I've had cops on the TV screen in the background, and I like it when they make them work for their money, when they gotta chase them through the swamp, when they gotta fall in the water, you know, and I support law enforcement, don't get me wrong, this isn't fucking... The Manson from the D-I-E-L-P. This is a totally different guy. But hey, I'm going to be plain honest. Some cops are dicks and fucking assholes. Not all of them. But some of them. Most of them. 99.9999999999%. You know what I mean? Just about. At least. I don't know. I would say. Nah, I'm just talking shit. Nah, but it's like, what you think, Mr. Officer? I was just going to surrender. Ooh, he's double cuffing this motherfucker. He, that's... Yep. 
That's right, Eminem's on the song Fuck Off. The only feature on the album. You return the favor, right? That's your boy. Y'all's homies. Kid Rock provided the scratching for fucking... Uh... See, I didn't tell you this in the beginning because... I wanted to wait till it came on. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason Eminem is the goat. The goat ski. You know, he's the reason he's the fucking Chris Jericho of fucking hip-hop, the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, you exchanged the favor. Kid Rock provided the scratches for It's My Fault. Eminem provided a verse for Fuck Off. You know what I'm saying? You know, the next the, the next breakdown we do, I already know what album it is. Do you guys know what album it is? Can you, uh, I'm going to give you guys a quick second to guess if you know what the album is going to be. Do, 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 do. Time's up. Do you know what it is? All right, I'm going to tell you. The next album we are going to break down is going to be with a special guest. And it is going to be when you find out. When you listen, because I'm not telling you now. Why would I tell you? Why the fuck would I tell you guys now? Spoil the surprise. It's not like it's going to drop next week. We're not doing a breakdown next week. You know what I'm saying? We are getting very serious next week. We're getting very, 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 very serious this week. Straight up, plain and simple. Or next week, I mean. You motherfuckers know what I'm talking about. So, it's going to be a while, but not going to be a while when we get another breakdown. Just know it's coming. So, so far, we have the daily topic. We have the smoking and, you know, the daily topic. Whatever I decide to talk about, you guys know, go into the archives and check it out. Got the smoking and rambling, where I get high and talk a lot of shit. A lot of shit, because I got a big mouth. That's why I got a podcast, because I got a lot of shit to fucking say. And now, we got the breakdown. And also, starting at the end of the month, here in about a week or two, we'll be having guests. Yes. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we will be having guests. Told y'all it was happening in July. It's July. Why would I lie to you guys? I don't fucking lie to you guys. I don't have to lie to you guys. I got no reason to lie to you guys. Okay, maybe a little bit. Okay? Maybe a little bit. You know? But I haven't lied about my government name. That's actually my real name. If you want to know what my real name is, go back. Go back and listen to the podcast before this one and before that one. Um... And you will hear what my government name is. You know. I'll just tell you guys. My, for those of you who don't know me personally. And you know my real name. I, I go by Emiliano Manson here on the internet and shit. And on social media. But my real name ladies and gentlemen is Pedro de Pacas. So. If y'all want to know my real name. 
Pedro de Pacas. You guys can look me up on Facebook on my personal account. Just look for Pedro de Pacas. You'll find my face. And I'd really like to be friends with you guys, man. Straight up, plain and simple. Let's be friends on Facebook. <laughs> nah, but for real, man. Pedro de Pacas. I'll accept your request on my personal shit. Straight up. You know what I mean? Why? Because I'm cool like that. Yeah, I'm fucking cool like that. You know what I'm saying? I know you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. He knows what I'm saying. She knows what I'm saying. That motherfucker over there knows what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. We, we taking this podcast to uh, another level. We've been rocking since February. You guys have been rocking with me since February, and I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it, y'all. I really do. Um, it's just getting bigger and bigger. You know, it's just getting way bigger and bigger. So, you know, I don't know how else to put it. How else to put it? How else to say it? I really don't know. I hope you guys enjoyed the breakdown. Definitely something different. It's all not going to be hip-hop albums. Um, I have breakdowns planned with guests. They're already planned. Um, I have at least three breakdowns in mind, ready to record. You know what I'm saying? At least three. And the next one... Is not a hip hop, and it is. I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna spoil the surprise, but just know it's, it's, it's some different shit. It's totally, totally, totally some different shit. Um, if you guys have been paying attention, thank you very much. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Nah, man. As you can tell, we winding down. And this is the wind down, baby. I heard that on another podcast. I can't remember which one it was, though. Um... Nah, shit, I'm just doing this part on purpose now. Not but for real, thank you guys for listening to the breakdown section of the Mind of Manson podcast. You guys already know the deal. I don't have to tell you. If you're a new listener around here, um, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. We do this shit every week. We do this shit every Monday. It's the day of the week we decide to kick the most ass. There's no reason to hate Monday. It's just another fucking day of the week. You know what I mean? Unless you got to work a double or some shit, then I understand. I understand completely. Um, I recorded a podcast talking about a situation I was in with certain people of a certain company. And it 
if anybody noticed, it got taken down. Plain and simple. Um, plain and simple, um, people got a little butt hurt. Couldn't take a joke. And got the podcast removed. So, um, the po- the podcast, Let's Go Buy Some Pot, where I took you guys with me on a trip to the dispensary. We went a little, we went on a little road trip and um I told you guys the story of how I turned down a very large record deal that was presented to me in May. Um I got in a situation with a certain major record label and plain and simple I turned down a I turned down a recording contract and they couldn't take a joke and reached out to who they had to reach out to, which caused them to reach out to me and let me know that they were taking that podcast down. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that podcast, I apologize because I had to take it down. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. We wrapping up this podcast. So you guys remind me later and I'll tell you the story on how I had to take that, get that one taken down or how, why I had to, why that one got taken down. And then in another two weeks, I'll tell you a story on how that podcast had to get taken down because they'll probably, they hear this shit, they listen to this shit. Y'all still on my nuts. Get the fuck off of them. The only one that's welcome on my nuts is Undergoat19's mom. It's the only one. It's the only one. But, yeah, man, so if, if you... The podcast is going to... I'm going to try to drop the podcast on, on, on SoundCloud for reasons like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like the it's not like the audio's gone. All my shit's backed the fuck up. After I fucking finish recording this, it's getting backed up. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like I don't have the audio. I'll just have to find another platform to upload it. You know, like, I wasn't allowed to... Um, put a certain song on my album because of a sample that I own the rights to. Um, so I was going to put it on the SoundCloud just because there's like less restrictions there. You know what I'm saying? So if I find another platform to put that certain episode out, I will. But if anybody noticed that it was there and it's gone... It's because I was uh, asked to take it down, which I find is fucking hilarious. But anyway, man, that's that. I hope y'all enjoyed the breakdown. Um, thank God it wasn't a nervous breakdown because that would have been fucked up. I'd have been I'd have been crying on this podcast, breaking my keto, eating Doritos and fucking ice cream, telling y'all how much of a piece of shit I think I am. You know. Crying to Drake music in the background and shit. You know? I I can't even quote no Drake lyrics to fucking... That would have been tight to quote some Drake lyrics, but I don't. You know? Um, I, I, I don't know any, unfortunately. I, if a gun was to my head and they're like, recite some Drake lyrics or you're dead, I'd be like, oh, my fuck. I'm dead, bro. Because I couldn't do it. 
You know what I mean? I couldn't do it. But I'll tell you one thing you guys can do. Is you guys can follow me on all the fucking... What a, what a nice segue. Thank you, man. That was a good segue. Now, but on some real shit, follow me on the social media. Like me on Facebook. Emiliano Manson. At Manson8305 on Instagram. At E. Manson on Twitter. Just keep up with the movement. What's your fucking excuse? You know we got some dope shit going on over here. Okay. Cheap plug is over. You guys have a good one. God bless you and good night.